Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Saturday, July 22nd, 2023, and it's time for Church Information and Open Forum on KNON, K-N-O-N, 89.3, The Voice of the People, featuring your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett, Sr., A civil rights war horse fighting on the battlefield for human rights, civil rights, and social justice for the past 40 plus years. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. How are you doing this morning? How are you doing? I'm doing great because I get to talk to you about the issues of the day. Yes, uh, there are plenty of issues out there. And uh, we have got to really stay on top of these issues. Have your week been? Uh, it's been up and down. Uh, there are technical issues with technology. But overall, I've been able to keep my head above water. Yes. Yeah. Well, now, uh, you keep your faith, it's already above water. But when we are looking at what's going on around this world, it's just, it's just uh, amazing how things are happening. Things are happening now. It's, I'm still, have to start every show with so many murders of black people killing black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Dallas and Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. So every time, every night, you got the news on. It's what's going on? What's going on? You think it's something in the air? There's something going wrong? Something? What is it? What is it? Is it a demonic force hovering over this area? What? Why do you think it's so many killings? Well, there's something in the culture, Reverend Barnett. You remember the days when. Uh, African Americans called each other brother and sister right. and blood. Well, that's been replaced with Inger, B and H. And in my opinion, music has had a heavy influence. And in addition to that, in the last 10 years, social media has had a heavy influence on how younger people, since the majority of these crimes that you're talking about are committed by people under 40 years old, uh, those two factors influence uh, the culture, which influences the behavior more so than the church, for instance, uh, which outside of the walls of the church really has no impact on society as was the case when we were younger people. Well, when we begin to look at this thing, you're so right on the impacts of music, things like this. Uh, 
that certain programming on radio. And when we look at uh, how we've taken the N-word mm-hmm. and use it and just use it carelessly in public mm-hmm. and feel and get angry when others try to use it, other ethnic groups try to use it, we're angry, but we do it to ourselves mm-hmm. too often. And we've been taught to emulate certain things in certain people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look at girls, women. They, when I notice when they fight now, I see them fighting on, on my telephone all the time fighting. The first thing they go after is the hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you noticed it? They, they make sure they put the other ones out and all of these things. Uh, these things that that's all a trap, which most people don't see from Eurocentric idolization. Mm. Trying to have long, long, long hair. If your hair grow long, it's wonderful. If it don't grow long, it's wonderful. Fix mm-hmm. it up. Uh, Africans don't go around. Don't go around not grooming their hair. Mm-hmm. It may not be the same style as a European's hair, but it is groomed. Now, we've gotten young people now that's going around they don't even seem to groom there. It doesn't even look groomed. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, we we, we we tried to do, when I was a youngster, everything to make ourselves look as good as we could. Mm-hmm. We did not want clothes all torn up, holes <laughs> on, everything. <laughs> seemed like everything, uh. everything that this culture put out negative, we grab a hold to it. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. And see, yes. And we, we're going to have to do things different. We're going to have to teach different. Mm-hmm. Because uh, others are against us and we are against ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. You know, uh, we, 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 I, it doesn't shock me when police have killed some black young men, uh, sometimes young ladies, kill, kill black when they kill black people. But what, what hurts me so bad is when I see black people killing black people. Senselessly. But for, for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. This, people, we, we just cannot, we, we just cannot move forward like this, like we should. Mm-hmm. God put us here on earth as a special class of people. His special children. They are known as the children of Israel. But we still do not act like we are. Is it because the churches that you mentioned down enough of those churches teach our people the truth about who they really are Mm -hmm. or they don't care Mm -hmm. 
uh, they've been trained and taught and brainwashed into saying, oh, uh, that don't matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, it do. What do you think of yourself means a whole lot. Self-esteem. When it comes, when it, when it comes down to really living a good, productive life, mm-hmm. what we think of ourselves and those who look like us, mm-hmm. it does matter. Right. It matters. Uh, it, it's, it's the biggest difference between failure and success. It's just that important. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do now, we have got to really, and I challenge my brothers all the time, you know, you know where I, I eat dinner. Mm-hmm. You come eat dinner with me sometimes. You know, I challenge my brothers. Brothers, why can't y'all see that we need to engraft this into your sermons? That means you're not taking nothing that's not in the Bible. You're taking the Bible. You're really going and teaching the Bible then. Mm-hmm. You're teaching it now. I show it to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, for somehow, I guess we've been brainwashed for centuries. This right. It's hard to get this out of us that uh, we are not somebody that's been cursed and everything. God didn't curse, did not curse him, or did not curse black people. Uh, the curse to be black is no such thing in the Bible. No such thing. But somehow, if something been put over on us, we just can't change. We have got to build, as you had put it, and I used to talk about that all the time, our self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Our self-esteem among our people that we admire one, of the, one another rather than despise one another. Right. And it's, it's really working. But uh, looking at things that I've gone on, what have you done, what have you noticed special that's out of the ordinary that has happened this past week? Well, where can I start? Let's talk about, uh, uh, we've got a caller. Is that what you're saying, Pierre? Yes. Okay. Uh Let's talk about uh, the housing that we talked about a couple of days ago. I'm I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure out why uh, Pastor Jace would build housing in Atlanta as opposed to Dallas, or not do it simultaneously, or not have a uh, publicly uh, do this as a co-project in both cities? Something to that effect or have something that's been announced that the, he's going to use some of his uh, economic uh, power, his influence with uh, Wells Fargo to build some housing in Dallas because Dallas desperately needs affordable housing just like Atlanta does. And so I would like to try to find out what's going on with that. Now, we discussed this in detail, but mm-hmm. we got to tell the people the whole thing. This is a billion dollar 
project. Right. Mm-hmm. That he's uh, about to implement in Atlanta, Georgia, with Wells Fargo, uh, who made most of his money off of slaves. That's one of the banks that really have flourished, that really flourished behind slavery. Mm. But we have to understand, uh, he, he pastors in Dallas, he preaches in Dallas. Dallas people give him their money to do certain things. Bill, he built a great church here, uh, great numbers, and things like that. But we wonder as we looked at that order, he brother do it in Atlanta, Georgia. Is it because he believes he cannot be more successful in Atlanta than Dallas? I wonder. Wonder why. I know that he's from the East, but uh, West Virginia is North, and two states in between Georgia and and West Virginia where he's from. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand uh, in Dallas there's a great need. There's a great need for housing in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, I've tried to contact him and uh, he's, he's said telling that he's going to get back with me. I'm wondering why. And you wonder why. Yes. Why Atlanta over Dallas? Right. Why would that happen? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's amazing. But you said we we have, how much time we have left in this segment? Uh, how much time, what do you want to do, Pierre? You want to take call? What do you want to do? How do you want to handle this? Uh, we, we have uh, three coders. Three callers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Pierre, we have time for a call? Uh, yeah, we have time for uh, for a call, one call, yes. Okay, bring a call on. All right, so... Who, who, who is it? Yeah, we have Greg on the line, too. Greg? Okay. Yes. All right, bring him on. Yeah, him he's on. on. All right, good morning, Greg. Good morning. Good morning, Brother Barnett and Brother Leon. Uh, I just wanted to chime in real morning. quick. I'm a truck driver. Uh, I heard Leon on the, on the radio yesterday, I believe, talking to uh, Reverend Charles about the music. Uh, I guess the, uh, the white guy's country music, uh, uh, Travis Scott or something like that. Jason Aldean. Okay, Jason Aldean. So, you know, thinkers always, uh, Brother Barnett, use music to influence people whose minds wasn't strong. Mm. He's always done it. He did it in the, in the 90s. He did it in the 80s and all through history. He's, he's, mm-hmm. He was the angel of music. Am I right? So, all right. America, America has been weaponized. So it's, all, it's in the white culture, the black culture, the Hispanic culture. That's a satanic attack mm. on America because of low morality. Mm. When, when you have a president, a, a past president, and, and everybody sees that he can get away with anything, then the people will follow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanted to, you know, uh, throw that out there to let people understand it. But when we take God out of the equation in any society, 
you're going to have turmoil. You're going to have recklessness. And that's what we have in America today. Thank you, thank you very much. You have a, a wonderful weekend. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your call. All right. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. All right. Are we up against a break? Are we got a call coming? We're up against a short break. All right. And we'll be right back. Give us a call. Yo, what's up? It's I'm going to kick it with the mind, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. And we're back for our next segment of Church Information and Open Forum on K9, K-N-O-N, 89.3 FM, the voice of the people. Okay, uh, Rev. Barnett? Yes, sir. Uh, do we have a call on the line? Uh, yeah, we have Beverly on line three. All right, bring her on. All right, she's on. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning, you guys. How you doing? We're doing fine. I am. Uh, how are you doing? I'm fabulous. I'm on top of the world. I told y'all about that. I'm on this top of the ground. I ain't, I'm not down under there. I have no right. The only complaint so, I have is this stuff is going down. I know what you all saying, but I told y'all about that. The, the frequency and the vibration, they have changed on us people. And we got these ignorant parents that allow this stuff to go on in their home. Hmm. Come hmm. on now. now well, you, you, you're so right about that. You really, yeah, let me that, say this. That gives people that anything that anybody on the outside can ever do. And I only say they, they have us hating ourselves because mm-hmm. they want to keep us in that book. That book really destroyed a lot of our people uh, that we born in sin. You're not born in sin. You, I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. You only know what you've been exposed to. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, maybe it means uh, you've been exposed to sin uh, as well as other parts of life. And sometimes we choose sin. Life uh, is about choices. And see, and not only does it, you're born in it, you're shaping hmm. into iniquity. See, iniquity, we, we forget in, iniquity. See, the choice is left out there for us. <laughs> yes, they the are. The choice of whether we're going to pick good or evil. And usually, evil know how to dress itself up, how to make itself look valuable and beautiful and all of these things. Something to excite our minds, to draw us to it. The The devil knows how to to build traps. And most of these times we we see him, he has a trap door to hell. Hmm. Believe me. That's what he, he does well. Now, that's right. Yeah, and what that scripture say? Wait a minute, uh, Pastor. What that scripture say? The, the, the uh, sheep come in wool skin. I mean, the wool come in sheep skin. That's what we dealing with. Yeah. Why you think they use sheep? Why you because think about sheep? He's dumb and don't have no sense of direction. Uh huh. Yes. And no sense of direction, and he never looks up. 
Mm. And that's why they call that's why they call them the sheep because they follow folks. They they don't they don't have no sense of direction. Yeah, and he will he will go into the real uh, the waters, and it takes a good shepherd to keep that sheep from drowning. He mm. out in the water, and see he can't swim. That fur is so heavy on him, he he will drown. Mm. Come on now. But what we have got happening to us, this that we 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 carrying some fur on us that have been placed upon our minds mm. for for centuries, and it's hard to, to steer us away. We have to keep pushing back. Don't go near the water. Oh no! Don't do that because you're going to make a mistake. You're going to mess up. You're going to fall into the trap that they want you to fall into. And th- these things are happening. When, when we start killing ourselves at the rate we are doing right now, we are we are bought into that trap. Right. Yes, sir. And it's nothing but a trap to the hell. That's all it is. That's it. That's now, it. We have, we now, have to do things. Let me say this right quick. Let me say this right uh-huh. quick. I uh-huh. heard Kamala Harris defending us from the census. Did y'all see that on the news? Yes. She defended us on what? What was that? Trump trying to take us backwards. Talking about I Florida educational yeah. uh, usage of uh, distorting history. She went to Florida yes. to talk well, about that. Well, well, and they're doing that all over the United States. They're doing <laughs> exactly. that right here in Dallas and around Dallas. They don't want the critical race theory to be taught. They don't want true American history to be learned by the masses. They don't want that because once you learn history, you wake up and realize how everything got to where it's gotten. Right. When he can go and come up with billions of dollars, the reason why he can do it is because of the slavery and hard work of our foreparents. Right. Reason why and America you know is so rich is because of our foreparents. Our people, mm-hmm. our people, and they still yeah. getting rich out of. They only they love that ten percent. You go in there and work like a dog. They getting ninety percent and paying <laughs> us ten percent. They want you to go to church and give ten percent of that <laughs> and then offer it. Come on, people. Wow. Well, <laughs> but I, you but think we're getting ten percent? Say that again. I don't, I don't even think we get 10%. It's closer to 2%. Well, I do the wealth of the true wealth of this nation, it, it, right. it's pathetic. Right. The amount of money that we do. But, the, and another thing he's done, the way he keeps it going, he never taught us how to use money. Mm-hmm. Nope. He never taught us how to invest money. Mm-hmm. That's to teach our people how to use money. That's but why they, they didn't don't like want you. But, but they, they don't like want it. us to learn. 
That's they it. They want, want us to stay that. ignorant and dumb. Yeah. They want us ignorant. But, yes. But we... Anyway, let me we, let you go and let me hear. Okay. Have a good one, y'all. Be safe. Take care. Okay. I, you can go. Okay. You have All a right. good week, eh? You Even too. next Saturday. All right. Lord, say the same. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That clears the line, 972-607-1893. All right. Who do we have here? Uh, Hebrew Black is on uh, line four. Hebrew Black? Yes, on line four. Okay. Good morning, Hebrew. Hi, how you doing, Brother uh, Cornette? Fine. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Hey, you know, one of the problems with black people, the core of it, is a lot of black people don't want to be black. And I, and I say that because our ancestors came over here dark black, you know, dark-skinned people. And you have a lot of people that want to bleach their skin. They want to be other than black. You know, they don't want to be the color of Harriet Tubman and Soldier of Truth. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to be that mm -hmm. color. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to change their skin. Before you go any further, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. How old are you? I'm, I'll be 60 next, uh, in the next two weeks. 50? 60. 60. 60. Well, yes, you're 60s. Uh, you, born, you were born in the early 60s, right? Yes. 63. Well, you, you were still young, but let me tell you something. If you wanted to pick yourself a fight before 1968, if you wanted to pick yourself a fight, call another black person. Call him black. <clears throat> call him black. You've got to fight all you have. I'm not black. I'm not this. I'm brown. I'm this. Mm -hmm. But you had been taught to hate yourself. Mm -hmm. Right, right. But let's give James Brown credit mm -hmm. where credit is deserved when he came out say it loud I'm black and I'm proud right but guess do you hear those children in the background singing and, uh, and uh, I'm black and I'm proud yeah, you heard yeah, that yeah yeah, yeah. You hear those children in the time. background huh yeah yeah I, I used to listen to that all the time okay guess what those children that was saying, was echoing James Brown was white. Oh. <laughs> Did you know those white children? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. James Brown told me himself. He he couldn't hardly get uh, black children, uh, enough black children to come together to say that. Ah, interesting. Most people don't know it. Those, those are white children. Mm. <laughs> That's yeah. echoing him on that song. Yeah, but this but is this we is have to deal. understand. We have to understand how bombarded we have been by how uh, blackness is the, the worst thing on the earth, right. the lowest thing, scum of the earth, and everything that has been planted in our mind that black is ugly, white is yeah. pretty. The standards of beauty worldwide mm -hmm. is white people, everybody. All the men, they want to run and all this. Does run have more fun and all of this other <laughs> and all this and, other? And you, and you don't see you don't see a lot of dark skin like uh, I see anchors on TV. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you have to show her Parker that's on there, and that's a that's an attractive woman. You know, she's she's uh, she has a nice body, and she's she, she's smart. She's a know? beautiful. They don't have woman. a lot she's of dark beautiful woman. Yeah, right. But they don't have a lot no. of dark skinned black women representing black the black community. You know, and brother, but brother, brother, this is the thing that hurts me. Right, is that you have all these dark skinned women out here, and they don't feel attracted. And there's a lot of them that are really attracted. That's the same commentary on the black community. So true. When we go get so other, other, other women of other nationalities besides our own black women, these darker black women that gave birth to the world, to to human human society. Well, you got to take into account that this is a Europe centric culture. Okay, the imagery that you see is not African in origin. And this has been going on since the Willie Lynch, uh, or so-called Willie Lynch letter was written yeah. 400, 300, 400 years ago. So this is part of but a... Leon, uh-huh. Leon, Leon, Leon. This may not be an Afrocentric culture, but the world is Afrocentric. Now that's because true. the oldest mm-hmm. man on earth were Africans. Mm-hmm. The mothers and fathers of this planet, the people on this planet, mm-hmm. are black people. The original people. But somehow we've allowed ourselves to get switched and turned because of not doing some of the things we're doing. See, some of these things, we've been disobedient, and yes. they have been. But they stuck together and turned the evil on us mm. instead of us trying put it pointing out where the true evil was. Mm. I keep telling people read read uh Second Kings five twenty seven. I keep telling the Bible tells us right who is the evil one who tells us. And so this is what's happening. This is what's happening. Until we can turn this thing back on us. We have a lot, a lot of many, many, many more beautiful sisters, black sisters, I mean dark skin. Others wanna be like them. Mm-hmm. They right. they get shots in they get shots in their hips and their lips and everything else. They they they, they just wish they were like them. They lie in the sun and get cancer trying to you know, mm. tan and do all of this. Why do you think everybody run into the ocean? Out of this. They out there they out to getting cancer. Mm. Trying to look like us. You had mentioned you had mentioned the the uh Leon, I think you had mentioned the Willie Lynch letter and the Willie Lynch letter says that even 200, 300 years after slavery, mm-hmm. our minds would be so messed up that we would still be following what they wanted us to follow. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, let me straighten something else out about that. Now, the Willie Lynch letter is true, but it's not realistic. The Willie Lynch letter was written by a student in North Carolina, A-N-T. He wrote that and put another name on that and put it out there. Mm-hmm found out of that. But everything he's seen in that letter is true. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, right. it's true. That's why it's caught on so great. Because it is true. We, 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 they teaches us to really turn on each other than to each other. Right. But, yeah. That's, that's what it's mean, all about. 
Mm-hmm. The thing, the thing that, like I said, the thing that hurts me most is that these dark-skinned black women don't get the opportunities that a lot of lighter-skinned black women and white women get. And you have a lot of dark-skinned women that are just as smart, you know, maybe smarter, but they don't get these opportunities. And just as attractive and just as fine, but they don't get these opportunities. Our community needs to stop looking at people, at, at lighter-skinned people and bleaching their skin and realize who our ancestors were and appreciate that blackness, the dark blackness of our people and quit feeling like it's reviled and ugly and all that. You know, we need to appreciate black. Well, uh, Cole, let me ask you something. Who do you think is first to complain when they put a dark-skinned black woman on television? Who do you think is first uh, to complain? If, it, 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 if it's black women, then black women has to have, to have a problem because they need to research their history and realize that even if they're light-skinned, their ancestry was dark-skinned people. You know, I remember this uh, uh, this light-skinned girl had a problem with Auntie Mama. I had a white guy ask me, hey, man, why is she mad at Auntie Mama? Hey, man, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know what black people are thinking about. With all this what? controversy about uh, things that don't even matter. She's not the standard of beauty. She's the standard of black ugliness. And have you noticed? They make, they right. make a real big... Put that rag around her head. <laughs> and uh, and believe me, see, Angel Mama and I are from the same hometown. She's from, oh, okay. she was from Hearn, Texas. Oh. Hello? And she used to come there. Ever saw her maybe once a year. And guess what Angel Mama was driving? This is going back in the 60s and 50s. Guess what kind of car she was driving back then? She come to town in a big Cadillac. She had a sister that lived there. And people, I mean, and she wore fabulous clothes because she made a lot of money. I'm teaching white housewives how to use their products. That's how she made a lot of money. Going from house to rich white folks' houses, teaching them their chefs how to cook. See, Angel Mama is a fifth. But they a picture say a thousand words. A picture say she looked like a failure, a fat failure, screaming and hollering out the window just like a what's the actress name one black actress that won the first Oscar, screaming oh, at okay. that white woman in the you Gone with the Wind. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But they, they made it look like that. Woman, I, and this is a, this is the last comment I'm gonna make, right? I want you know people to realize that even Jesus was a dark skinned black man, and he was. He wasn't considered attractive. You know, and this is no, biblical. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. You know what I mean? No, that's in the Bible. There's nothing for him when it comes to looks to be desired. In other words, the Bible said, no, he's not. I'm not going to, God's not going to create him. Uh, big, right. handsome, bottom, and everything. Right. And they'd be running after was- him just on his looks. No. Right. They ran after Jesus on his words and his miracles. Right. That's why and the one that was made Jesus. attractive was Satan. Satan is supposed to be, yeah. you know, he was, even from a biblical, he was supposed to be the attractive one. So all these the people, whole I heard, son a, lady, of the I heard a lady, I heard a lady on, the ra- uh, on the TV and she saw this uh, light-skinned uh, woman and she said she was angelic. I almost started laughing. Do you know what you're saying? You're saying that that's the devil. That's the devil. That, the devil was white. 
You know, let's keep it real. You know, from the text that I read, that, that's, that, that the devil was a white man. And they, his fallen angels that were with him, a white man. Yeah. And the, 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 this, this stuff is coming to an end. Yeah. All right. I thank you for your call. And you have a All wonderful right, take one. Care. All right. Bye-bye. I guess we're up against the show break. I hear the music. But you can reach us at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slap, can I kick it right here? Here we go. And we're back. With more church information and open forum With the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. Alright, Pierre, Reverend Barnett, you ready to take another call? Yes, we're ready to roll Alright, let's go, we have uh, Tony on the line too Tony? Yes Alrighty, good morning, Tony Good morning, how y'all doing? Fine, fine, how you doing this morning? I'm doing alright let me have some quick points real quick. You're talking about T.D. Uh, 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 Jason and, uh, and going to Atlanta first. Put it in context. Uh-huh. I, rem- I, I, I think I remember hearing everything about that. And I think part of that is sorry, close to where um, to where Tyler Perry Studios are. Mm-hmm. That's right. And given, uh-huh. given that if it's, if it's closer to that and you're trying to make affordable housing, Remember, we got actors right now on strike. So, I mean, if you look at if you look at proximity to to that army base that he he taking over to, to to make a studio, and you need affordable housing, and you have actors who need place to stay. I mean, math is simple. Why would you put it there? I, and, I, and 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 what I'm saying is speculative. It's not saying that it's it's it's, it's true or not. I'm just saying uh-huh. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and so with that deal with, with uh, Will Fargo, it's like okay, you can sell that pitch to to them and and start there first to to be your you know the groundbreaking situation you know, and so and, and also Tyler Perry don't believe in unions, so that's you know you can put it up, put it up on, on Google. So but anyway, I want to go to mm-hmm. what you gentlemen talk about uh, about black people. First, it is called social engineering and cultural conditioning. Right now, once you—I mean, th- this is documented. If you put people in a hostile situation, in stressful situations, meaning this: if you take away jobs and and and, and housing, they become violent. It's a fact. I can prove it with history, and that's why I live by, by Ray Barnett. He knows history. Okay, mm-hmm. it, it's a place in New York called. Uh, uh, four points or five points, whatever it is. Leo DiCaprio had, had, had a, a movie after it. What happened was all the immigrants were coming from Europe and uh, it was around Teddy Roosevelt when he was a kid. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt when he was a kid uh, and it got so violent and it got to the point where they ran all the way to the, the Manhattan where the rich people were and once they went over there and rioted over there, we're talking about, we're talking about white immigrants did this. You know what solved mm-hmm. the problem? Jobs okay. and education. This is what they know. This is a fact. Well, Tony, let, can you, let's come closer, let's come home. 
Let's come to America. What used to be the biggest fears of the average New Yorker in New York City? Years Lucky. ago, they had gangs, the yep. East Side gangs. All of these gangs were murdering and killing, and these were whites doing this. Why? Because there were no jobs. You're so right when you said that. There were no jobs in that area and everything, and they were very violent toward one another. Yes. In New York City. Go back and study their history. Go back from the 40s and the 30s yep. and 20s. They, those gangs in New York was out of this world. Now, what <laughs> we got happening now in Texas, Texas learned, and all other cities learned from New York. They moved the jobs out of the inner city. There used to be jobs in Dallas. But they moved them out and moved them into little small suburbs. Now these suburbs are big and everything. You see these big 150,000 people, 200,000, all of this. That used to didn't be. But the jobs were taken out of the community, out of South Dallas. There used to be jobs in South Dallas. Mm. You should have theaters in South Dallas. You should have everything in South Dallas that you ever want. But everything was taken out. Mm-hmm. And if a person loses his job, he might probably have lost his car, his, his means of transportation, and can't get to a job in the suburb. Right. So this this thing is not by accident. Right. It's on purpose that we are doing the things that we are doing. But we need to wake up. Please, sir. Wake up and start teaching your people their history. That way, that will bond us together where we don't need them. We make enough money and get our hands on enough money to start almost anything there is in our community if we put our money together. That's where true freedom is. And working together. I'm going to add two points. Uh, it's a book I've never found for years, about, about 10 years old now. And you, and you see the reverse happening. You're seeing white flight coming back to the cities and the poor mm-hmm. moving out. The problem is mm-hmm. the suburb the suburb of cities, especially on the south, southern side, don't understand this, you're getting ready to get the support. You, that's a fact because it's too expensive to stay in Dallas now. And, 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 and so, and, and, and with that, you know, they're going to start dealing with are not, they are dealing with the same issues that cities have, and 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 so oh, and also too, we're talking about economic economic power. I'm gonna tell you the best thing that happened. It's, it's gonna sound weird when I say this. When the Supreme Court got rid of affirmative action, I thought in my mind, you know what we could do now? Let's show the corporations. Let's start spending, like you said, let's start spending this money in white uh, corporations. Let's buy back our blocks. Let's, let's, let's start buy from our community and 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 basically become the Chinatowns because because now we have a choice in our where I want to go. We don't have to go to Wells Fargo. We don't have to go to uh, uh, Dallas Morning News. We have black newspapers. We have black businesses. The problem is, like I said, the social and the social and cultural conditioning. Now we have to say, okay, you know what? If they're gonna get rid of affirmative action, what, what's that old saying, Reverend Barnett? Uh, if, if they won't hire you. Uh, I know I'm not messing up. You know, uh, uh, don't don't spare money where they won't. 
value. And that's where we need to go right now. Yeah. Go, go. Thank you. Yeah. But see, the, the, the whole thing about this is, what, name is one city that one major business, I mean one server that bring, brought one major industry in that built that town up. That's out in the suburb. They're all around us. What was the major industry that should have been in Dallas, but they took it somewhere else? Can you think of it? Toyota should be in Dallas. Toyota should have been in Dallas. Toyota? Remember that Toyota Corporation corporate office up in Plano that they came a couple years back? Okay, all of those are, that, 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 I'm going way, going back okay. to the oh, yeah. 60s and 50s, uh, the one that really built the city, that is, when I came to Dallas, that city didn't have about seven, 8,000 people in it. Today, it's the second largest suburban city in America. It's Arlington. What okay. built Arlington? General Motors. Yes, facts, yep. When Vandergriff got General Motors to talk to him out of not settling in Dallas, but settling in Arlington. That's what has made Arlington the city it, it is today. That's mm-hmm. why you got places like Six Flags mm-hmm. and all those mm-hmm. other theme parks. Arlington is a very advanced city, and in Arlington became an advanced city within less than 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. 50 to 60 years. It was, that's how it become a, a major city. It's a suburban city that's about, it's over, what, 450,000, 500,000 people in Arlington. It's one yeah. of the largest suburbs in America. It is. So they take jobs, and they took jobs. See, did you know that used to be a Ford uh, assembly plant in Dallas? I didn't know that. I don't know. I 5, think it's two hundred East Grand. Forward. Yep, yep, yep. They took Ford out of Dallas. Mm. People don't know exactly what they were doing, but they moved that thing to Kentucky. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Outside Louisville. Took it out of Dallas. Oh. That was one of the best jobs a working man could ever have in the history of Dallas was Ford Motor Company. See, these things, see, games are played on us. This is why God bless the child who has his own. Mm-hmm. We need to have our own. When we move something, we move it, uh, we, we shuffling it around in our communities. Right. And we make, we make billions of dollars every year in America. This is why we are poor administrators of our money. That's that right. thing, but slavery, slavery calls all that too. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you for your call, Tony. All right. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number to call. Who do we have? We have uh, Robert on line three. Robert. Yes. Good morning, Reverend Doctor. Uh, Good morning, Mister Teacher. You should give him some knowledge this morning uh, because when you at Ford Motor Credit, I'm sure. Most people didn't know Ford was in South Dallas at one time. That's right. Uh, 5200 East Grand. <laughs> but I would have tell myself. 
Mm-hmm. But the majority, yeah. majority of white people in America never wanted black people to have nothing, just only to That's be slaves. Mm-hmm. That's you right. At, right. They didn't want us ed- educated. They didn't want us to have anything. But when you look at when you're saying they took the jobs out of our community, on the way out, they dropped dope in our community. Mm-hmm. They right. flooded every inner city in America with heroin in the 60s. Every yes. and see mm-hmm. and taking the jobs out in the economic embargo that we face every day, where we can't go into banks and borrow money. The money they get TD Jakes, they give it to one person. They should have given it to the, the loans in our community for all black people that qualify to buy homes mm-hmm. and go in businesses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But see, the idea was we just give one man this money, and that's just set it. By all black people that uh, Wells Fargo mm-hmm. done stuff for black folks. Nah. They don't do nothing for black folks. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And see, this is what we got to understand. Economically, that economic embargo that they continue to put over our heads where we cannot advance and have capital for development. Right. And see, they're coming mm-hmm. in right now with gentrification in any any inner city that's close to any downtown in America, they're taking it. Right. They're they taking it. And see, we right. economically, see, right now, we got to get these, these, these financial institutions to lend money to black folk. We don't have mm-hmm. to have a black bank. Make these banks loan money to us. All these banks, like they loan the white people, loan yes. money to us. Yes. And then, then we could develop a black bank. But make these affirmative action, make the affirmative action play fair with us. Okay, if y'all say that y'all mm-hmm. feel that we don't need no opportunity, no special opportunities where we've been shut out for years, okay, well, open up these opportunities that you have right now today for all mm-hmm. of us. And that's what that's we should right. be fighting for. See, and it's time for us to fight. And right here in Dallas, I mean, we should be able to determine who is mayor of the city. We should make these 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 banks loan money in our community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we bring jobs. See, if, if 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 they loan money in our community, then we could bring jobs back to our community. But the conspiracy Robin, is how, how have you heard uh, elected officials complain about the lending practices of these banks? Complain mm-hmm. about it. Uh, how many of them have you ever heard complain? Well, I could call some names. I don't hear John Wiley. I don't hear Royce West. You know, the major, the the people that's in control. No, they ain't talking about them banks. You know? Uh, and see, you ain't, they ain't talking about a lot of our people that's supposed to be our leaders are not talking about the conditions that we face every day being denied of, our, of opportunities. Our children. Mm-hmm. The reason why these young black kids are so mad right now, they don't have opportunities, especially in the city of Dallas, in growing up. Mm-hmm. And see, if, if I asked two of my police friends that, that retired, I asked them, I say, how many people have you arrested? And they've been on the force 40 years. How many people have you arrested for robbery? money in their pocket. They, they thought about it, they none. 
Yeah. <laughs> you ain't robbing and stealing. And see, these young people, that, that music that they listen to, that negative music, be telling them about they need to have a Rolex watch, they need to have a Rolls Royce, a Bentley, and, and drink champagne and stuff like that. <laughs> they still, they want these things. Mm. And, and when you don't have that opportunity, when you don't have a, you don't have a job, you don't have no trades, you don't have no skills, you got a yeah. limited education, but you know what? They got a gun. Mm. And see, they take that gun and try to go out and get those things. Mm-hmm. And and the trap is waiting on them. It's just like the, the, the rat in the trap. They stick that cheese in that trap, and as soon as you bite on that cheese, that trap come down on your head, and that's that prison road. Mm. See? And well, if, if, if a certain place was robbed back in the days, you didn't have to ask what color there were the robbers. It was always known by the places they robbed. See, when we robbed something back, we used to rob back in the 60s, we used to rob gas stations. It, you knew they were back. But if it was a bank, you knew they were white. <laughs> That's the way it used to be. We, right. even, even our criminals didn't even go after real money. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We we went after pennies at a gas station. And that's what they're doing today. When the white boys get out of them cars with them violin cases and everything, they're going out over there to knock off a bank and right. take me. Right. But see, we are we are robbing. We we are robbing and burglarizing our ourselves and mm-hmm. our community. Yeah. See, right now, mm-hmm. if if somebody in Oak Cliff House is burglarized, you know it was by a black person. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, right now, the white boy, if a white boy come out there to sell some dope openly in the black community, he's the police trying to get. So we're selling dope to each other. We're doing all this harm to each other. We, we And then yeah. you, you're mad right now when you don't have no money and you don't have no opportunities. you mad. And, 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 and that self-hate that we have right now against one another because we're mad because of the conditions that we're living in. We're mad. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been on Hardwood 46 years, Red, 46 years on that corner. Well, has it been that long? Yeah, been that long. But, but listen, at this here. I've been burglarized more than 50 times. My car's been vandalized more than 250 times. Yeah. They pulled the copper out of my building two times. I left my lot. One evening, I had 11 cars. I got there the next morning. They stole all 11 of my cars. Mm. I, bought a, I, I, I bought me a guard dog. I come there the next morning. They stole my dog. Mm. But I'm still there. Mm. <laughs> I'm still there. But Robbie, I realized I, I, I knew you then. I used to come by there. Boy, you went, you went to the haggards with that. Right. Right. But I'm still there. You work so hard to get things going, and they, every time they like you get something good, they come to you. That's but plain. The God will test you. And, and, and yeah. If you don't pass the test, you fail. Just like if you're in college or high school, you fail. I continue yeah. to pass the test. And All right. right now, I've been able to help my people and do things in my community. You know, and, and be able to call on your radio show and talk about opportunities and things that we should do. 
the better they can better right. our condition. Appreciate you. All Appreciate right. you all. Thank you. We up against a short break. We up against that 8 o'clock break. Coming next in the 8 o'clock hour is the barrister himself. He will be coming on. Attorney Malcolm Robinson will be coming on. So, you can reach us at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the mind, y'all know. And we're back for our number two of church information and open forum with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. Where talk inspires action. Reverend Barnett, take it away. It's the barrister there. Yes, he's on. He's on line two. Yes. Yes. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you this morning? Well, I'm I'm taking it one day at a time. <laughs> oh yeah. We all have to. We all have to. If we bless to see the end of that day, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. Yeah. That's a blessing. Well. Yeah. There's so much going on. Uh, I was talking to some people the other day at lunch, and they were telling me about how much property and money our people are losing down somewhere down in South Texas. Uh, I think it was South East Texas or South Central Texas, somewhere down in there. Had you heard about that? No, I have not heard about that, I don't believe. Uh, there may. I, I don't know they, but all I know is that they are people are making land grabs and they're grabbing money away from a lot of people black people are losing their land so and uh, this is something that men cannot make anymore so it's one of the most valuable things he ever uh, have, in the, even in the Bible, he, he wanted them to have the promised land. And right. uh, it, it's it's something that really, that we, if we have some, we should need to hold on to it. If we should. Wherever you're going to be, you got to build it on some land. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, I wish if those people who were talking to me the other day telling me about this, call, you got the expert on. Now, he can tell you, because I don't give out any information because I found out that I did not know much about how really the court system in Texas and all of this runs when it comes to inheritance and all things like that. I thought Ten folks were was automatic as and find out that ain't true. So, uh, what would you suggest people do if they if they having land grabs down there? Well, first thing they got up, they have to determine whether or not they have any legal right to the land that they feel that they are entitled to, and that's where you go and you get your deed of record. Uh, I talk mm-hmm. about that all the time. You call right. you get that, and the uh, the county will produce a deed of record, and it will show 
who or what person have, according to the record, legal title or interest in the land. Mm -hmm. And then you go from there. So you have to call, make sure you get a deed of record and certify what the uh, person or persons who have legal title or interest in the land and see whether or not that's you or whether or not you uh, uh, have knowledge or any relationship to the person who have that. That's well, everybody should do that. So, in other words, they need to get those deeds, a uh, title, before they can really claim anything, huh? They need to know, yeah, before they can know whether they are in a position to claim anything or they are related to someone who could claim something. Okay. You get the okay. deeds to sign. Are, are, are those items expensive? Say that again. Are those items expensive? No, no, it's not. You and you just go down. You just contact the the uh, the uh, county clerk's office and request that they pull and uh, you give them the the address or the legal description of the mm -hmm. land that you're talking about and have uh -huh. them pull up the deed of record and they'll certify that that this this personal person have legal title or legal interest in the land and then you go from there <laughs> well well it, 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 if it's that easy just go down there and get get the, that uh, those very important papers uh, one they should go down that's one of the first things to make sure they have a true claim on the land because the other folk that's trying to get this, getting the land, they getting it because they have more money. They and they, I'm sure they probably got entitled to different things like this. Uh, well, well, what do we do as a people to land that's been real to us? How 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 do we go about searching the books and everything and find out? Because some of us. They put in the papers all the time um, uh, people that have money in Austin, uh, in the state and everything. They have a whole lot of money, have a lot of stuff that's owed to them. We, but a lot of times we don't go after that money. We don't even check on the money that might be out. Have you seen those articles? Well, yeah, I've heard about that. Uh, but, you know... It's different on different issues. So, mm -hmm. talking about land, benefit the land, what 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 we suggest, or what we have suggested on this program for the last four or five years that we've been doing this, is, mm -hmm. is the procedure that people need to take. And if they take that procedure, then they'll find out. And we've had some number of people who have taken the procedure, and they've found out. And we have been able to try and pursue or get clarification on what their legal title or interest is in the particular land in, land in question or property in question. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, Father, you just joined us with us is uh, Attorney Malcolm Robinson. Y'all like to call him the barrister. But uh, uh, if you have questions or comments, feel free to call us. He will, he will answer your questions. He did get some astounding information about these things like that. That's so vital to us. P.I., are they any callers on the line? Oh, uh, yeah, we have, a, we have Corey on the line for. Corey? Yes. All right, let's bring him on. All right. Good morning, Corey. Hey, Rev, how's it going? Fine, you have a question for Attorney Robinson. Yeah, I... I Real quick, the question the question I have, I do know for a fact, and he can correct me on some of my information if I'm wrong, um, every first Tuesday of the month, every county in the state of Texas has two auctions. They have a foreclosure auction and a tax auction. And I do know that uh, major, like, not well, you have major players and you have minor people, too. Um, they could go to the bank, get them a line of credit, you know, depending on, the credit worthiness and how much it is that they could take that money and buy some of those surplus properties through the tax auction or through the foreclosure auctions because at the foreclosure auctions a lot of banks and uh, landlords or major landowners they're putting their property out there for auction because of the people have lo have lost a lost a property some kind of way through a court hearing for not either uh, for getting foreclosed on legally or through uh, uh, not paying their, their, lo their local taxes. And I do know that is, if it's blank land uh, with no house or no building or no structure on it, it's six months to recover. And then um, and if it's a house or a structure on it, it's two years that the person that lost the property has to come back and reclaim it. But if you've had any upgrade to the property, they have to pay you a 25% fee after that on top of the price that you paid for it at the auction. You know, that's, that's the question I have. Am I correct on that or what? Well, let's put it like this. It seems like you've been doing it a while, so you probably, you probably have a little bit more information than the average person. But let me just say this, that uh, foreclosure sometimes is a result of default on mortgage. And right. which is one issue, one one uh, direction that you go in. Another direction is where uh, people uh, are delinquent on their taxes or fees or whatever, and the right. the county grabs the property uh, for the purposes of selling it to reclaim the the property or fees. So it depends on what category that the person or persons fall in to determine the direction that they need to go. And uh, so, I mean, you uh, sound like you've been doing it for a little bit. So, uh, you know, all I can say is uh, people have to proceed with caution and get as much information right. as they as they can. Uh, yeah, they got to research the deeds and stuff. Yeah, to determine whether or not uh, what they are trying to do is is going to have a a good foundation or basis. Uh, for them to uh, move forward on it. Yeah, that's 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 really the only question I had. The other question was for the Rev. Regarding uh, the Bible, why are they teaching? Why are modern preachers teaching out of the 
King James Version, which was an edited Bible, versus teaching out the Ethiopian Version, which none of the books are missing. Mm-hmm. That's all the question well, I have. Because I'm sorry, my phone, mister. You said why is what? Why are modern preachers basically teaching out of the King James Version, which is an edited Bible, which is done by the Council of Narcia, and not the Ethiopian Bible, which was actually... It hasn't been edited, and it's been the same since it was it was in Africa. It hadn't been it hadn't any of the books hadn't been removed. Right. But the King James, the the new I guess international version Bible, and all of those um, they're missing like Matthew twenty one on those. But the King James isn't. It's but it's still edited out of some of those different books mm-hmm. that are there. And most modern preachers are teaching out of that book. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. and they're not teaching out of, uh, you know, the Ethiopian Bible, which hasn't any other books edited, you know, out of it. And even, even Billy Graham himself um, even, you know, admitted that. And he also admitted, you know, that Jesus was a black man way back in the 60s. But that's okay. That's just a question I, I had about the Bible. Okay, first of all, uh, King James came way after the right. Ethiopian Bible. See, King James is a version of the Bible. And right. something else most people don't know. King James was black. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, he was and? also, uh, uh, if that's the correct term, uh, uh, homosexual or something like that. So was Richard the Lionheart. You know, well, I just kind of. I mean, that's the personal reasons. That's not the religious reason. But, I mean, the, 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 the question is, most modern preachers got access to this knowledge. Why aren't they teaching out of a Bible that hadn't been edited versus that? I mean, King James took it and edited it for Europe, right. you know, at the time. Well, he didn't, he didn't, one, of the, you know, one, of, one of the things that happened during World War II was why Italy attacked Ethiopia. Ethiopia, whom Ethiopia and Ethiopia later defeated Italy in World yeah. War II, and one of the main things was they wanted to get to all of the biblical scriptures right. and destroy those things. The Ethiopians made sure that those biblical scriptures are were protected. Now, the Bible you're talking about. How many chapters in that particular Bible are you talking about? Uh, they've taken out, I know, the Book of Enoch, the Book of Giants, the Book of... It's about 10 to 15 books that they've taken out that I know of off the top of my head. Okay, all right. From, yeah. the, from the Bible. And do that's, you know that's how many... Question. In the original Ethiopian Bible, do you know how many scriptures, how many chapters are there? Not off the top of my head, I don't, but I know... 461 you know. chapters in the original Bible. I've read them all. Now, right. but they teach you a true biblical point of view and right. inspiration that, 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 that the European compiled Bible is not going to give you. But now I don't right. want to mislead anybody. There's enough. In this Bible we got for us to liberate ourselves here on earth and in heaven. There's enough in this Bible. We were sure we'd be better off with with our original Bible. But 
There's enough in this Bible. But everyone ought to should re- go and get the Bible you're talking about. And that way, we'll be knowledgeable of ourselves, more knowledgeable of who we really are. But this Bible has much of the same thing. But it's been misinterpreted to us. Thank you for your call. We up against a short break. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893. And you're talking, have questions and comments to Attorney Malcolm Robinson. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the mind, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Now we're back for more church information open forum on KNON 89.3 FM, the voice of the people, where talk inspires action. And before we get back to the phones, Reverend Barnett, can I ask the barrister a question or can I make a comment? Go right ahead. Uh, barrister, uh, this is concerning the concept uh, the European I need to preface concept of land ownership uh, a bunch of years ago I was watching a program called the real west and it was talking about how the colonists got Manhattan from the indigenous people and uh, they asked the indigenous people can you sell us the land and they said well nobody owns the land the land belongs to everyone and so they went on about their migration. And when they came back, it took, you know, they took the beads and whatever that the colonists gave them. And when they came back, there was a fence up there. And then they, the indigenous people said, well, what is this? And they said, well, you sold us the land. And uh, where I'm going with this is African-Americans throughout history have had land and Say, for instance, in this town in, uh, I think it was West Georgia, during World War II, the government took the land, took the town, uprooted the town. Uh, Central Park, all these different places where African Americans had property. And all of a sudden, they took the land for whatever purpose, and black people just lost the land. Is there a way that if you could prove that happened to you uh, your land was taken a couple of generations ago. Is there a way of recovering that land uh, in this day and time if you can prove that that happened to you uh, so many years ago? Uh, you, you are, that, 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 that's going to be very, very difficult. First thing you need to understand is uh, establishing that at any point in time that, that you had any legal title interest in the land that you're talking about. That's going to be almost impossible for you to do. Uh, but if, if, if you're able to establish a basis of any legal title interest in the land originally, then you deal with the question of uh, what happened to the land and whether or not you have any rights. I mean, this, people need to understand we are in dangerous times. These people are dangerous. Okay, mm-hmm. they are going to try to do away with the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to the Constitution. Y'all need to understand that. That's mm-hmm. what they're trying to do. Oh, yeah. Okay? And yeah. we need to fight this. 
they in fact saying that my ancestors, I'm going to say my ancestors, are not entitled to any reparation. Why? Because they were plucked out of the trees or wherever they were and brought on a ship to this country and received received the benefit of being a slave. Mm. Okay? I mean, you need to know how important this is. It's all about reparation. That's right. And that's, that's, in my opinion, that's the only thing it's about. They are really afraid of reparation. And 15th Amendment to the Constitution is the basis of all African Americans and persons of color existence in this country. Mm. Okay? We need to uh, How about woke? Yeah, we need to be woke. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up and understand what's going on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're afraid of being woke. They don't want us to be woke. Exactly. <laughs> the 13th, well, 15th Amendment, which is the basis of the existence of all persons of color in this country, is gone, mm. in their opinion. Right. Attorney Robertson. Yes. What is your idea when it comes to reparation? First of all, start off with the amount you think each individual that can prove that their ancestors were here during the time and were slaves. What what's the what's the what's what amount should we start with? Well let's put it like this. The amount of the reparations is going to be based upon the contribution of your ancestors. Mm-hmm. Value their contribution at the time that they that they made the contribution. It, it, it's very easy to do. Uh, put a value on it. And that, that, that's the part that frightens them the most. Is you're putting a value on it. And then, and then, and then you you claim it. I mean, it, 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 it the, the coming up with the amount and the value is the easiest thing of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Getting in a position where you can do that is the hardest thing. You have a person mm-hmm. who who is running for the United States president of the United States who is advocating slavery. Well, but would would and I want to get back to that. But would you think uh, the African woman, I'm talking African American woman, do you think she should be paid more than maybe say the average everyday male because she was forced into motherhood at an early age? Some was forced into motherhood as early as eight years old and things like that. 
just to make sure they'd have enough children born to keep up the, the slaves on their farms. Do you think this they should really be given something over and above and beyond uh, things that uh, the average everyday man did do, did or did not do? I, I, I mean, when you get into the situation of trying to distinguish between males and females, it is is difficult uh, for the purpose yeah. of what you're trying to do. Uh, but uh, but the point of the matter is whether it is a male or a female, uh, uh, they made a contribution to the whole existence of, of the of the slaves. Who benefited from the slavery? So, you know. Now, now, if I might interject, uh, on when you look at uh, the 1619 Project, uh, Professor Professor William Doherty uh, of Duke, uh, Professor of Public Policy, mentioned as a baseline for reparations, it should be three hundred fifty thousand dollars for each of the 40 million ancestors of, excuse me, descendants of uh, enslaved African-American people. And this was, as he put it, a baseline. Uh, One could say that that might not be enough, but that's a starting point. So there you have it. So baseline. Based upon the assessment, the the person who benefits from slavery owes the three hundred fifty thousand dollars because of their benefit. And in addition to that, uh, it was asked, "Well, how? That's a lot of money. How is that going to be distributed?" And he replied, uh, "Via a stimulus, uh, just like what you had two or three of." since the uh, COVID-19 outbreak, there have been several stimulus packages. So that question was answered. Well, again, that's based upon what the slave owes those persons who brought him or her over here to benefit Mm -hmm. from slavery. Right. Mm -hmm. See? You you asking the question, and I'm turning it around. I'm not trying to frustrate you, but I'm just trying just trying to get people to focus on what the real what I see is a real issue. Mm-hmm. See, and so you know, my ancestors owe that money, so they they it can't be entitled to money that they when in fact they owe the money. Well, now, when when we look at this whole situation, do you think it might break out almost in a civil war? That could a civil war happen over reparations in this in this nation? You think the chances of it is minimal, or? Could be could really pro- 
probably be a civil war in this country. Well, well, it could be, it could be some disturbance. Let's put it like that. Mm. Because, again, uh, there are persons who are going to try to collect the money that's owed because the, the slaves benefited from slavery. Mm-hmm. And then there's persons who feel that they owe their own money because <clears throat> the ancestors did not benefit from slavery. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the big issue. See, this person running for president and he's advocating slavery. The person that's running for president of the United States is advocating for slavery. Well, is, you say a person, person right now running for for president is advocating slavery? For slavery, yeah. You, you mean yeah, surreptitiously, right? It's the same thing. Wait, wait. Uh, okay. What did you say? You're saying he's advocating surreptitiously. You, you, is that what you mean? I don't mean surreptitiously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm try, okay. I'm trying to make it plain for the listeners. Well, I, I mean, I don't know how much plainer it could be. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, well you, you can see right now that they are definitely trying in a a quick, fast way to rescind the 64 Civil Rights Bill. Okay. They, 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 they had it fast and, and after that right now. And see, all of these things I think will be done if we don't be on top of our game. Mm-hmm. It will be done step by step. Right. The way it's being done now. The way, <laughs> yeah. So these things are, 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 are very, very, it's very important that people that have property, own property, that black people come together. I else, they, see, black people a lot of times, you say things like this, they don't, a lot of them don't believe it. Mm. But believe me, these things will, is going to happen. Because we really don't understand, or too many of us don't understand, that how we got into this crackmire called slavery to begin with, and how they really want to perpetuate it again. It's that. All right? Pierre, do you have uh, any calls online? Uh, yeah, we have a councilwoman, Caroline Arnold. We have a councilwoman, Caroline Arnold, on line three. All right. Good morning, councilwoman. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Well, fine, fine. So we've been waiting because I wanted to make sure, even though I'm out on the road, you know, I can't miss tuning in. (laughs) Let me just, I have a couple things I want to comment on. And one has to do with this land, conversation, housing, and of course the bond and I'll be quick I was so grateful for the comments I think Mr. Corey made about the 
option. And so I want to start off, and I was already prepared. This God works in mysterious ways. And and, and um, Malcolm, you mentioned, you hit on about the conditions of which people lose their land. So we're making an announcement on vacant land auction. So I want to give this out first. Uh, anyone who has a question about the list that I'm making a reference to needs to mm-hmm. contact Ashley Eubanks. That's Ashley Eubanks. This was the city of Dallas. The number is 214-948-4112. That's 214-948-4112. And the reason I want you to do that, this article, let me make sure I get this uh, right. The Dallas Morning News will cover all of this vacant land property beginning Sunday, July 23rd. Uh, It was run July 23rd, Sunday, July 30th on a Sunday, and August 6th on a Sunday. Because the properties will go on sale on Wednesday, August 16th. Now, when you talk about uh, where we're losing property and building homes, let me just share this with you real quickly. These are some of the locations of what we probably call referred to as opportunities for infield building. We're, we have homes available on Alabama, Anna Road, Camp Wisdom, Ginley, Eisenhower, Fernwood, Fletcher, Gould, Grant, Hudspeth, Jamaica, Colot, Leecrest, and these are just a few of the streets. And so, much of the time, much of these will probably be connected to what uh, Mr. Robinson talks about. It's going to be mortgage-related or tax-related that folks have lost their properties. And so, and sometimes if a house sits there long enough, it ends up getting demoed, and then that, that becomes a part of that cost for sale. So that's one thing I want folks to remember that they need to do also get on the mailing list with Ashley Eubanks in the city of Dallas so that you know when these properties are coming out because they send them to us as council members. Number two, mm-hmm. Reverend Barnett, you mentioned another very important comment, and this goes back even to the legal world uh, on this mm-hmm. unclaimed properties that the Comptroller Numbly publishes uh, in the newspaper, one of the places, and online uh, every year. But also... There is an opportunity to look at that list, not only because there is money posted when you don't collect perhaps monies that you you were you earned from a job that you left and you forgot about, but also I noticed in looking at that list, sometimes you have people who have been getting paid, they're paid out reserves from oil, uh, oil that was drilled on land, and they're getting some type of payment from that. It may not be a lot, but they're getting mm-hmm. some type of benefit, and and so. One of the things I think uh, uh, Mr. Robinson can also address, because this was a unique conversation with me and another friend, is that sometimes when people sell you the land, they will separate it from the oil the, uh, resources and the land. So you're getting the land cheaper. But if any oil, for example, is uh, drilled or discovered on that land, you're not going to get the benefits from that. Does, does that make sense, Mr. Malcolm? Land rights are basically two separate rights to land. Okay. And so th- that was something I just wanted to mention because some folks don't know. I, I just 
found that out in talking to a uh, an individual who got into that position where they bought the land. But if because the oil was uh, wells were out here in this part of the country, uh, that they wanted to make sure they kept those right. Now the other piece, quickly, I did want to speak to this on the housing. You talked about Pastor T. B., Rem, uh, Bishop T. D. Jake. Uh, I will just speak. He's not my pastor, you know. I listen to him and all that. That's neither here nor there. I did want to mention to you, as a as a city council member, I have had conversations uh, with his team uh, about building homes. Uh, in particular, there was some interest in the Lancaster corridor area, but when we put out these opportunities for these acreages of land, we have to go through an RFP uh, through the city, especially if we own the land. So if we own the land, that's a different conversation than if that uh, developer just buys it straight out. So we have certain criteria, and so you have to go through a process. But I will speak to him. His, his interest has a very strong interest in that corridor. But sometimes these developers can't make it work because maybe the city of Dallas process is too cumbersome for them at the time, and they're ready to go. Uh, sometimes we can't make deals on uh, if they're able to get through an RFP. It just depends how they come to the table. We're not able to maybe give the tax abatement. So there are a lot of things sometimes that would discourage uh, builders uh, from, from staying right here in Dallas, unfortunately, but that's the truth. But I did want to speak on, on his behalf um, because I know we've had a conversation. I've had a conversation with him as well as his attorney. Uh, I, so I did want to mention that. On the housing, what we must continue to do is continue to weigh in on the bonds. Just like we talked about, I think I hear the commercial coming up. Well, uh, uh, Mayor, uh, if you want to, you can just hold on a minute and we're okay, going to be I'll right hold back. Just a minute. Okay, thanks. 